introduced as God. Energetic, poetic, and athletic. You know I get down and dirty when it's time to set it. I'm tearing through, clean your scene like ammonia. I drown ya, blood four corners, the perimeter. I wonder, cause earthquakes, bolts, and lightning. You couldn't test the one and only Mike Titan. Now you hear it, now you know it. The body of the life force came for just to show it. Yo, 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 what is up? What is up, world? It is a new episode of Hang with Wang, and guess what? You are hanging with Wang. Um, I wanted to just kind of come on today and update everybody on my life. I uh, want to give a few shout outs. Uh, big shout out to the homie Marshall if you're listening. We were over at uh, my homegirl's wedding this weekend. She got married to her dude. And uh, Steve Lee, big shout out to Steve Lee Comedy. Uh, we wrapped up a little film challenge. And um, I was a little conflicted, man. You guys ever come in those situations where, you know, you overbook your day and you don't know whether or not to do one thing or the other thing? So I feel really happy because I was able to be there for my friend and also make it out to my friend's wedding. And it just reminded me, man, that just like no matter what in life, Sometimes just showing up is what that is all that matters. You know, making that appearance, you know, making that photo, taking that group photo at the birthday party just to show that you were there. It means a lot to people. You know, we live in a day of uh Facebook invites and you know, all kinds of shit on social media that a lot of uh, we just get absorbed in that world and we don't you know all our interactions are online i mean i'm one of those guys too you know you uh it's basically giving people that are that don't like to be around people the ability to just communicate on these devices on facebook on instagram um you know we live in a day where men talk to women with their penis I mean, how many girls can listen to this right now and say, you know, you met a dude and within 20 minutes you get that little, uh, the little orange notification in the corner right hand of your screen and you open it up and boom, right there in your DM, <laughs> just some random guy you said hi to. And, uh, I'm just saying this on empirical evidence I have been gathering, like I, I've, I've been gathering data like an, like an anthropologist in a way. And uh, from the general consensus, it just seems as if women aren't too too fond of the dick pic. I mean, granted, I'm sure there's some freaks out there that you know they they see that dick and it's it's like the sword of the it's like the sword and the stone. You know, like the only one dude could pull that out of the ground, and that was King Arthur. So maybe she's looking for a King Arthur to come pull, so she can come pull his dick out of the ground. You know, the chosen dick. There's got to be a dick out there. You know what I mean? I mean, I know there's like, it's kind of like there's a successful story in every, anything, in any business, in any pyramid scheme, in any field of entertainment, anything. There's a success story. So there's just got to be a dick a guy out there shooting his dick and he's just got a, a, a huge percentage of, you know, of, of victory. Uh, from his penis i mean i i i'm i'm astonished because i didn't grow up that way you know i grew up in the in 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 the 90s man 
And the shit that we had to go through growing up, man, I don't think anyone this generation will know. I mean, I think the biggest thing we can all say right now growing up, which was the hardest, was probably pornography. And I'm not trying to say this in a perverted way. I mean, we're all men. We all, you know, we're curious. But we didn't have that access to the way kids have the access to porn now. I mean, if you think about the way, you know, kids watch shit, they just type in a search. And whatever fantasy they can have that fetish fulfilled. That did not happen when I grew up. I had a way, the way I used to get it was stealing it from my dad, just like we all did. Oh yeah, I would wait for my dad to go out for a weekend next thing you know, I'm in his personal stash like I'm Ocean's Eleven. I hired a whole team to come with me, there's a little Chinese guy flipping through the vent in the ceiling. I mean, we're all out to get this, I mean, I would go in there with a crowbar and a ski mask, where's the fucking board? Where's the penthouse? Who's supposed to be here? One hand on a machine gun. Just, it was intense. I would just wait for those moments for my parents to leave. So I could find my dad's Kama Sutra book. I mean, I came from the day of using your imagination. I, I used to have to imagine something I saw. Yeah, maybe I was at the market, there was a cute girl, I would I would just have to freeze the image in my head. Kind of like a, you know, it's kind of like a, a mental exercise. And I would have to go home and reimagine myself in a situation with that person that I locked in my head. She'd be coming out of a fucking a swimming pool slow motion, Chinese delivery boy, uh, you know, delivers noodles to the wrong house. Some chick opens the door. Uh, somebody ordered the three-item the three combo. Sure, baby. Are you part of that combo? Pulls me in. I'll take the broccoli beef, the orange chicken, and just starts, like, getting down. Ooh, what do we have here? Some wontons and dumplings. Mm, I delete. You know, just, you, you had to think of dumb shit like that. I mean, granted, my, my age demographic listening, they're probably... I hope they're my age and they can because you if you if you are listening and you know you know what that was like you you can feel me on this. And so I wanted to tell you this story man it was hilarious because you know when I was young my dad used to take me to the video store and I think my dad you know my dad was a man my dad's not a creepy dude he's I'm, you know every dad I knew had his you know men we have our needs. And sometimes those needs are in the form of DVD-ROM. They're in the form of of this, you know, made-up belief uh, image that we can lose ourselves in. But, you know, that's what keeps dudes grounded, I guess. I mean, I remember my friend's dad. He would, like, have his mom wait in the car while he went to those video shops and just, like, came running out like he got groceries or some shit. But my dad was more of those guys that, you know, he did it, but he would try to play it off smooth. Um, and, and the re only reason I knew he was a little off was we would go to the video store and in the front they would have, you know, all the videotapes and all the family movies, murder, crime, drama. And it was all like categorized. But there was always in every video store in the back, there was a little... It was like a little hut. It was almost like a a private tent. 
in the middle of the store, there would be a fucking teepee, you know, and it was private because it would have like big cheap out signs with like a a skull warning, you know, just it was so obvious like, hmm, what's in the tent? And I know my dad would kind of, you know, he would he'd be watching he be at first he would start with me and my sister. We would be going down, "Oh, what movie are you guys going to get?" Oh, 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 I was like, "Yeah, we don't know that." Like, I have a good idea. I was like, "Oh, what's that? How about you guys all oh, you guys go get good kids movie?" Then we meet back up in maybe one hour, I go get my movie. I was like, what about you, Dad? Me, I get good adult movie, you get good kids movie. And I was like, adult movie? Hmm. So I would watch, and I remember I would just kind of like look over my shoulder. I'd be, I, I, I left with my sister, I'd look over my shoulder, and there I see my dad just disappear into that tent. It was like, what? What is? What's going on there? Is there a fucking ayahuasca ceremony in that tent? Why are you in the tent? Are you in there smoking peyote? And um, you know, me and my sister would rent our movies, and we would go out and wait for him. And luckily, there was like a little uh, uh, liquor store next door, so we'd go in there and buy ice cream, and we just kind of wait for him by the car. And then, like, I say, my dad. About twenty minutes later, my dad would come out. And, you know, he'd have a bag full of videos. And it was a little off because, you know, our video, our bags were translucent. It was, like, clear. And my dad's were, like, pitch black. <laughs> Where I was like, you could you could see what we rented. You know what I mean? You could see my, my karate kid just coming out of the bag. Like, you knew it was karate kid. But my dad's were just black like it was almost as if like he bought like uh, you know you know those liquor store bags that are all black and they put the alcohol in there so people won't know well that's how my dad's videotapes bags would look and i would ask my dad I'd be like oh dad uh you get any any good movies oh man that shit so many good movies to choose from like really like what what did you get oh you know i got drama Action, romance, all type of movie. It's like, oh, okay. So we get in the car, and as we're driving home, you know, I'm kind of creeping, looking in the bag, you know, because it's kind of open. And and then all of a sudden, I just see the title, uh, the, the the Legend in Bagger's Pants. I was like, I thought it was the Legend of Bagger Pants. What, what's the Legend of Bagger? Is this some sort of a sequel? You know. And then the other movie was like, The Bukaki Kid. The Bukaki Kid, what is the spinoff? You know, what's the spinoff? I didn't know the Karate Kid had a cousin named the Bukaki Kid. And it would be like um, Batman, but but instead of Ann Robin, in Robin. Batman in Robin. I'm like, hmm, never heard of this one. This might have been, uh, DC might have put this one out under the wraps, you know. And uh, I remember, yeah, we would go home, and my dad had his little private area where he would watch his movies, and uh, we, me and my sister would go upstairs in our room and watch the movies. <laughs> but, you know, I remember would, like coming down every so often to, to go get like a bite, and uh, I never did see him watching it. You know, I think it's kind of, you know... I definitely know that, you know, he probably did it the way we did it. But who knows? Who knows what the purpose was of those movies? <laughs> but, um, 
Yeah. So I would uh I would I would sometimes steal my dad's Playboys. And there were these old like Chinese 70s penthouses and Playboys and it would have like this hardcore Asian chick on the front cover spread eagle. She'd be like, "What well, I need?" Yeah. And she's like rubbing her cooch. But what astonished me about those chicks on those covers is Asian women had the hairiest muffs. Those fucking penthouses, I, it was like it was like there were 90% Chinese. It was like there were 80% Chinese, 20% Armenian, you know what I mean? Like there would just be so much down there. So much hair. It's like it was like, you know, there's this there's this uh myth that Asian women are like porcelain dolls, but God, those women were not porcelain dolls at all. It was like until you, it was like porcelain until you got down there, chi 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 chi. I was just like, God, I was just imagining dudes going down on them with four Mexicans and machetes. Just chopping down trees. Just super hairy muffs. And I, I don't know, I wasn't that turned on, to be honest. I was I was a little more into like my dad's Playboys. Like I liked the the diversity. But the ones from the ones from Penthouse Hong Kong, they weren't really doing it for me, you know? So I mean I would I would get his other ones. Like he had he had a few Playboys laying around. He had a couple American penthouse. I like those ones. Not that I didn't like have anything against my peoples, but I was just like, uh, you know, they could use they could just use a little they could use a little of a, a, a Brazilian wax, maybe. Just just a little just a little. Just a little shaving would be nice. You know, who who am I to who am I to talk, man? Like I, I look down here and this shit looks like Avatar. Like it looks like the rainforest and fern gully. I don't understand why Asian people like we. I can't grow any hair. That's been one of my biggest problems, man. That's where I feel sexually inadequate with other dudes. It's because other guys can grow these fucking beards, and I mean like not just a beard you see, you know. Like I mean a beard. Like everyone has. Why is every twenty year old look like a fucking seven sixty year old man? You know, when I grew up, it was like you had a beard from just like working on the house for too long. Now it's just like everyone, ever since that movie 300 came out, it's like everyone's ripped and has beards. And it's just making me feel real jealous because anytime I grow a beard, I look like I look like Judge Ito from the OJ trial. It's like no one wants to make love to me. You know, <laughs> it looks like I should be judging a murder case. Yeah, it's horrible, man. I try growing out a mustache. I look like a catfish. Yeah. Yeah, I was driving through Orange County. Dude, Vietnamese people were trying to stab me with harpoons. To Come on, get him. Get him. Roll me up in lettuce. I'm not a catfish, dude. I'm not a fucking catfish. But, yeah, so I remember I took all these porno. Anyways, back to the story. I take all these magazines and I would hide them in a in a in a shoebox, and it was a it was like a skate shoe brand uh, at the time. I don't know if you guys know about DC shoes. It was a, I would hide them in a DC shoebox, but I would put them in my bathroom. And uh, my mom one day, like all moms, Chinese moms, they just love to clean shit. So my mom cleans my bathroom, and she's about to throw away the box, the shoebox. Because why is there a shoebox in the bathroom? 
And guess what happens? It was like a detective finding cocaine on a, like, <laughs> trying to, like, pin a Colombian drug lord or something. Like, they found the cocaine under the sofa. So my mom finds the stash of porn. Like, it's the greatest discovery. Like, like she is going to get a badge at the FBI, at the DEA headquarters or some shit, and decides to call my dad. And my parents were one of those very intrusive people. Like, they did not give a fuck. Like, when it came to serious shit, they would show up at your job. They would call you anywhere at your work. And uh, at the time, I was working at this place. And I just remember um, they called my work. And my mom is yelling in Chinese. And, and you know, I, I, my Chinese isn't good. I, could, I can understand it. But I, I like to call it, you know, Chinglish. It's where you just hear, like, Chinese key words and the rest is English. And I'm not proud of that, trust me. If I could learn and speak it, like, I'd, I would be so ahead of my game right now in terms of, like, doing things, you know. But that's besides the point. So she's yelling at me in Chinese and, I, you know, I don't know what to say. So I get up out of my seat at work. And, you know, I take my break. I go outside. She's yelling, yelling. And then my dad jumps on. Hey, hey, listen, listen, my friend. You know, you know, if, you, if you're going to bring a decent type of a magazine, you know, into our family, into, into my house, and disrespect your mom, you disrespect me. And as he's saying this, I'm like, whoa, holy shit. They belong to you man i can't read chinese vagina from 1982 dude like what the fuck like i'm freaking out and i'm just like dude dad hey listen it doesn't is if whether it's not it's mine is your the the problem is you don't put it in your bathroom for your mom to see Okay, if you if, if you if you somebody you know steal money from the bank, you're gonna put it in the living room? No, you have to hide it in the bank account. It's like, oh shit, you know, he's right. So I think at the time we weren't getting along and it was just his excuse to get at me. But I just thought it was so funny that my dad was trying to like plant his porn on me. I mean, granted I, I did steal it from the guy, but uh, and they weren't all his. Like, I had a mixture of my own, you know, and his. But it was a trip, man, just growing up in my house. You know, we lived in the same fucking apartment for 25 years. Like, when we, when I was about 11 or 12, I'm 37 now, we moved here from Colorado. And we just stayed in one place. And it was this apartment in, it was just like a little duplex. And I stayed there till my mom passed away. But like the stories that went down in that fucking, that, that duplex literally is like, it, it's gone through so much. Like if I think about, you know, a lot of people in their lifespan, they, they move to different places they spend different years of their life in different areas. But for me, it was just in that little apartment. Every fucking little thing, man. Every little thing went down in that apartment. And it was just me and my mom. 
And it was hard because, you know, when you live with your mom, you can never get anything past your... Like, living with my mom was, like, kind of like living with an, a roommate because I paid half the rent. But the only difference is I didn't get any freedom with half that rent. Like, even though I had my own lifestyle, you still live with your mom. And there's things you can and cannot do. And those two things are smoking weed and hooking up with girls. They're just Those are just every dude's why they want to be alone. It's so they can do some sort of, like, they can drink or whatever and, and bring chicks. That's it. Other than that, they would just stay home and save money. And some girl, moms are cool with it. But I remember this one time, you know, my mom was really suspect because I smoked a lot of weed at home. And I tried my best to hide it from her, but, you know, moms fucking know everything. And she would always complain. You know, you know, Junior, I don't understand. You know, every night I, I open my window, and then all of a sudden, you know, every single night I smell the same, it's terrible smell, like little skunk by my room, just all the time, same smell. Terrible smell. What type, what kind of smell is this type of, and I'm just like, I don't know. So I started getting paranoid. So I stopped blowing the smoke outside. And the, this one night I was like, you know, smoking. And I was just like, fuck it, whatever. I'll just blow it into this vent. So I blow smoke into the vent. And what I fucking forgot, dude. And I didn't even realize until I passed out. That vent is the central circulation to like all the rooms. So it's almost like it, that vent. It goes directly to my mom's room. So I don't know this. And I knock out. And I literally wake up because I'm like hearing noises in the middle of the night. And then I wake up. I look. And my mom is in the corner. Standing in the corner. Hair on the face. Like the little girl from the ring. And I just freak out. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? Junior. I was like, mom. Can you come out of the dark? I'm sorry, you know, I don't know what happened, but last night, I cannot sleep. And I was like, okay, <laughs> she's like, yeah, I, you know the smell from the outside? You know the same smell, I don't know why, come inside of my room. Then all of a sudden, I'm so dizzy, I'm dizzy in my heart. Is be so fat and they go boom 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 boom. I'm so scared. I pray to Jesus and then I go to the back. I go to retro and then I'm looking in the mirror. My eyes so red. I was like, oh my god, are you serious right now? I'm in death series. I cannot sleep. Are you doing some type of a drug? I was like, no 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 no, mom no. It's this new incense I've been burning for Buddha. It's called OG Kush. Okay, don't lie to me. I was like, no, I'm not lying. Okay. And then she, like, goes back to bed. But she fucking knows I'm lying. So, like, the whole next month, she's, like, anti-marijuana month. She's just making shit up. And, you know, Junior, you know, I just want to tell you a little story. And you know, I read the newspaper today that, uh, you know, Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin, you know, the guy, the home alone little boy. Yeah. You know, he died. No, he didn't. Yeah, he died. It's all over the news. Maliguana, he smoked Maliguana, then died. 
I was like, Mom, no one died of marijuana. Like, what National Enquirer are you reading? No, no, no. Okay, if you want to go smoke, go die. Not my problem. You can end your life. You can die. My mom thought I was like, literally, you, you can die <laughs> of smoking weed. And it's just such a trip because come to now, man, like, weed is legal as fuck, you know? Even my dad has become so progressive with it. Like, he told me the other day, he was like, yeah, you know, I was in Uber. I took this guy to a store to buy marijuana, you know. I took this guy to the, you know, the, the marijuana. They have a store, sell the marijuana. Can you believe that? I was like, yeah. Then he goes, he come back and uh, he said, is it okay? I said, oh, it's okay, you know, it's legal. So, okay. And then I asked him, you know, what's your favorite uh, you know, what's your favorite, uh, you know, weed, uh, marijuana to smoke? And, and you know this guy, he like an OG, Junior Everhood of the you know, OG, OG Kush. OG Kush? Yeah, yeah, this one. It's like OG Kush? Yeah, I'm on it right now, you know. And it was like, wow, you know, it's just... We live in a day and age where, like, weed is legal, man. And my, and my dad knows about it. And my poor mom, God rest her soul, man. Because the story gets even crazier, right? So I'm, I'm so tired of my mom, like, getting on my case. I buy a vaporizer. And if you guys don't know what a vaporizer is, it's basically a, uh, it's like a heating lamp that incinerates the weed and it turns it into teeth. It's like vaping. So it just absorbs the THC crystals so you don't actually smoke the weed and it's odorless. And it's less it's less harmful for your, your lungs and it um you can smoke it and no one will know. So I buy one of these stupid things and I get addicted, right? But these things are fucking ridiculous. They're like these big wooden like square things with the little um knob and you press the knob and it heats up. And so I risked one night. I fell asleep on the couch. I was sucking on that thing all fucking night that I left it. And the thing is, you have to leave it on because it creates the heat. And that's what melts the melts the weed. I leave it on. It fucking catches on fire, bro. It's lighting up all over my on my couch. And just, it's funny because it's just like THC crystals are flying all over the air. You can see like dust of THC crystals, like little fairies from the Moulin Rouge, Rouge just flying around. And my mom comes downstairs, loses her sh- Oh my God, grabs like a fire extinguisher, like puts it out. <laughs> and all that THC crystal just went into her body. Like she got fucked up. Yeah, she got so freaking stoned off the off the, off the vapor and i think after that you know she knew she's like look you know i'm i cannot you know if you're gonna do sm-, and she gave me the ultimatum like you know if you're gonna smoke and shit like i don't know if i could be a roommate anymore <laughs> i was like oh man i don't want to lose my roommate so I just found a way to just not smoke around her. Like, I, I had to use other techniques. Dump the trash out at, like, 2 a.m. My dad's like, why are you dumping the trash out at 2 a.m.? Come back, smell like Issei Miyake. But those were the days, man. 
Those were the days, man, hooking up your weed. Hooking up your weed was a crazy one, too, because you would have to, you had a dealer. Like, you didn't have a dispenser. You had a deal. You had a guy you had to go through that'd meet you in a shady alleyway, light up his hazards. You'd have to do that handshake. Remember that fucking, that hand. <laughs> he, he fucking slaps your hand, puts it in your hand. You put it in your pocket. Like, it, it was just that routine. And, uh, yeah, I remember I had this one dude, man. This guy was a fucking nut job. So this dude... He was kind of like, um, it was it was really sketchy because he I had a dealer. This dude stopped selling weed for whatever reason, so he put me on to this new guy. Gives me this guy's phone number. I call the guy, ask him for some weed, and yada yada yada. And he goes, "Okay, let me call you back from another phone." But just the way he said, "I'll call you back," just sounded super suspect. So twenty minutes later, I get a call, and he goes, "Where are you?" And I, I tell him my location is, okay, Okay, I need you to meet me at this address. And so he gives me the address. And he's like, when you get there, park, and I'll call you. And I go, what? He's like, don't call me, I'll call you. And I was like, okay. So then I go to this empty parking lot. It's at like some electronic shop place. And there's just a truck with a bed in the middle of the parking lot. Like, why the fuck is there just one truck? So I park the car, and then I get the call. And he's like, you see the truck? And I was like, yeah, it's the only truck here. He's like, all right, walk to the truck. I was like, okay, I'm on the phone walking to the truck. It felt like that movie Cell Phone with Colin Farrell. Like, I have to make the right move or a family member dies. So I'm walking towards the truck. He goes, lift up the bed. I lift up the bed. And there's nothing in the truck. There's two Doc Martin boots. And he was like, okay, you see those two boots? Grab the boots. I grabbed the boots. And he goes, in the left boot, I put my hand on the right. He's like, not the right boot, the left boot. And I was like, literally on the phone with this dude the whole time. Like, And he was like, the boot, the weed is in the boot. So I dig my hand in the boot, and there's a fucking eighth waiting for me. And he was all, now put the money in the other boot. And then close the bed and leave. And I was like, this is not really an effective... Uh, effective trade system this is not effective business system you got going on you're fucking making people like like get their weed out of some dirty boot and put the money in the other boot and like i don't know it's just it seems very very obvious so anyways i start doing this is how i pick up my weed for the next like fucking year this guy never revealed himself and i figured i, I figured it out i think he lived in the the apartment next door and he had like binoculars and he could see you so one day he fucking gets crazy because you know i do the whole boot thing and um he calls me he's like yo dog what happened to the boots i'm like what and he's like i was like huh he's like yeah someone jacked my boots i guess there's some bum who fucking found the boot and took the money and i don't know long story short this dude was like, you know, over it. He didn't want to do the boot thing anymore. So I finally had to go meet this guy in person. It was like a year of, you know, going through the boot. So I finally pick up from him in person. It was, it was funny because he gives me an address 
and I go. And it really reminded me of the scene in The Matrix where he's trying to find the Oracle. Like it was like that exact same type of apartment. And I go inside and like a little Chinese kid opens the door. You know, just super sketchy. And I go in and there's two guys in the living room. And I'm like, oh, is uh, they're like, you must be looking for, uh, you know, I can't say the name. I was like, yeah. He's back in the kitchen. So I go, okay. So I walked through this like little living room and then there's these this there's these beads walk through the beads and it was like seeing morpheus from the matrix like the way this guy looked was so like i'm a drug dealer like long leather coat dark sunglasses he had like the little corn twisty dreads you know tongue ring kind of bigger size and like i sat down and uh, we started chopping it up. And I go, oh, shit, you're the dude with the boots. He's like, yup, that's me. And it was kind of cool, you know. And so we start wrapping it up. And then we start. he starts asking me what I do. And I say, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in entertainment. I'm in acting. And out of nowhere, this guy's like, are you serious? He's like, I've always wanted to, to get in, to be an actor, and I feel like I could, you know, make it in the in the industry because of my look, and I can be, you know, uh, that non-typical Asian dude and all this shit. And I was like, whoa, this just went from like picking up drugs to a like audition for a pilot, you know? And he straight goes, hey man, look, I'll I'll hook you up with weed if you could get me good headshots. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah. I'll give you weed for headshots. And I was, unfortunately, I didn't have a camera, dude. Or, like, I don't take photos. So I was like, oh, I'll try it. You know, I'll, I'll see what I can do. But <laughs> I never got the dude the headshots. But, I mean, it was just, it was just like, wow. Man, you, you never know. You know, everyone wants a shot at Hollywood. So yeah, that was my that's what happened with that. But fast forward to now, man, we got 420 Friday coming up. And I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I I'm 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 definitely uh looking forward to it. I'm just looking forward to being able to say that. You know, being able to say 420 and just be really immature about it. And yeah, man. Uh, I just had that on my mind. I wanted to just kind of come in, check on everybody, see how everyone's doing. Um, I got a few announcements. I am going to be performing at the Skiftown Playhouse in L.A. That is going to be coming up on the 28th of two times, 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. Steve Lee is producing that show. And I'm excited, man. So if anyone listening is in the L.A. area, follow me on my Instagram. George Wayne Jr. and come out hear these stories live um I just you know I had this story in back of my head and it had been a while since uh, I talked to you guys so I really just wanted to come on and um get it off my chest so anyways man uh, if I don't talk to you guys then um take care of yourself and each other all right uh I'll talk to you guys later to determine the direction.
with the weapon, even in mind boggling forms to mental sections. Beats is cooked, bass burning like it's lava, throwing shit together more iller than Magava. I never tire, spirit live like a wire. I came to let you know fantasies burn like desires. Before I go on this mic, I show pity. Coast to coast, I whirlwind through cities. Yeah, I whirlwind through cities. Influential, scientifical power. My mental violence will shower, devour at a crazy rate. Enterprising, uprising, surprising, ultrasonic, mind like bionic. Hit your body up just like a root tonic. It's ironic, negative, broke to north. I hit the crowd up and scorch.